0: This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Meanwhile, I think we have a guest on the line. We do. We're talking about uh, the big, big story of the day. Of course, Nikki Haley throwing her name in. She is the first challenger to President Trump. And talking about that and a whole bunch more is the great constitutional lawyer, the best in the country, Harvard Law School emeritus, Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz, it's Rita Cosby joining Cats at Night. How are you?
0: It's great to be on, but I want to tip my hat to you having uh, breakfast with my rabbi, Rabbi Schneier. He's my rabbi, too. I'm on his board for 30 years. Uh, Right. Uh, He's a great, great, great man, and he brings to our synagogue some of the leaders of the world. And then you mentioned Yeshiva University. Yeshiva University turned me down for admission when I finished high school. I was the first person in the history of Yeshiva University ever to be denied admission, because I was such a bad high school student. And then a few years later, they gave me an honorary doctorate to make up for it.
1: Oh, (laughs) what touche. So payback there. That's great. Professor Dershowitz, talk about uh, Nikki Haley. Big news today.
0: Yeah, well, I know Nikki, and um, I I worked with her a little bit when she was at the U.N. And, of course, I, I sat with her for an hour on the stage when she was at the U.N., Questioning her at a fundraiser for Magane David Adom, the the, the Israeli uh, Red Cross, and we spent a lot of time, you know, talking at that point about uh, Trump and her relationship with Trump and whether she would ever run against him. At that point, she was very discreet. Uh, she is, first of all, brilliant. Uh, second of all, she is dynamic and charismatic. And um, you know, she for for a woman of her background to become the first uh, person of color to be a, a governor of South Carolina, where my wife is from, um, she's a remarkable, amazing woman. She'd be a great president of the United States, I think.
1: Does she have a chance? By but, the but way, I wish I the University is of South Carolina. Is she a woman of color? Because I thought oh, she is. She's, from she's from India. Indian. From yep. India. Right. Does yeah. that make her a yeah. woman of color? It yeah,
0: it well, does. She describes herself that way. And, you know, she is not... A white skinned American. I mean, so she would uh, describe herself that way. You know, look, race is always a matter of degree, and I hate categorizations based on, on race, but uh, we're all thinking Elizabeth I don't Warren. check white, I check yeah. Italian. We're, so. we're
1: thinking Elizabeth Warren, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was not yeah, Cherokee uh, Indian. Elizabeth Warren is one of the few Democrats I would never vote for president. So let's be very clear about that. She and Bernie Sanders are Who would you my vote for you first, Santos or Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> Boy, that would be a hard <laughs> yeah, one. Look, I had dinner with Santos when he first got elected, and his wife, and my wife. And he and, and both of them impressed the hell out of me. They were very smart, very well-educated. All they talked about with me was the environment and education. Obviously, he's moved somewhat to the right since then. And I think he will throw his hat in. And it's going to be so interesting because if it's – He's talking about DeSantis. You're, you're talking, talking about DeSantis? Ron DeSantis. oh oh, well, oh I yeah, yeah I'm
1: saying Santos yeah well, he, he said Santos that's why we were oh, yeah, making faces yeah. okay we're I'm sitting here being gaslighted
0: you're talking about Ron I'm DeSantis about my governor the governor what uh, right. DeSantis DeSantis right DeSantis yes. DeSant- yes. okay, yes. okay. No, Santos no Santos did not go, the let the record be clear Alan he didn't Santos did not go to Harvard and he didn't have a wife DeSantis did Santos no I think he was president of Harvard for a while and Yale at the same time that's right yeah (laughs) And the quarterback for the NFL, wasn't he? (laughs)
1: By the way, I want to make sure, uh, Professor Dershowitz, we also get to the other big news of the day, uh, that Vice President Pence, the former vice president, is going to fight uh, the special counsel. Um, Judge, you got some thoughts on this.
0: Alan, apparently uh, there's going to be a motion to quash the uh, the grand jury subpoena, and he's alleging that the basis is not executive privilege, that is Pence, but the speech and debate clause. What do you think about that, Alan? I think it's very well, clever. Let's just read what it says. It says that uh, senators and congressmen shall be privileged from arrest during the attendance. He's not being arrested. And then it said, shall not be uh, asked to any question in any other place about any speech or debate in either house. Now, he doesn't fit neatly into either of those categories. He was, of course, um, the president of the Senate, uh, essentially, and therefore played a legislative role. But he's not being questioned about any speech or debate he made. He's being questioned, obviously, about um, information he has regarding the White House. So it'll be it'll be an interesting case. It's a very clever ploy. And um, I suspect in the end there'll be a resolution. I don't think they're going to want the case to go up to the courts on this issue. I suspect there'll be a compromise, as there often is and that he'll sit down with them, and maybe not under oath, and maybe, who knows? But uh, I don't think we'll see a confrontation. If there is a confrontation, the literal words of the Constitution don't seem to protect him, but uh, maybe the spirit of the Constitution does. Does he have an argument on executive privilege, Alan? I think he has a much better argument on executive privilege, of course. I mean, he was the executive, and— uh, he was if he's asked about conversations with the president, he will have a, an airtight uh, claim on executive privilege. So uh, why not, not assert I, both? Why not assert both? I suspect he will assert both. I can't imagine. And now he can't assert the the executive privilege. Really, the, the president has to assert it for him in some way. So uh, maybe because of his tensions, with the president, now with President Trump, former President Trump, he doesn't want to put himself subject to the will of Trump. That may be possible.
1: Yeah, and by the way, everybody, I just want to tell everybody it's about January 6th uh, because that's the heart of it all. Exactly, because that's the whole case. By the way, I want to get to something, John, that you brought up when we were just talking right before the show started, um, how there are so many of these legal entanglements facing President Trump right now, whether it's the January 6th and Jack Smith with a special counsel, you know, all the different investigations. Do you think any of these are going to drag him down from a legal perspective uh, now that he's got at least one other person challenging him in the nomination, how does that all play out, Professor? Well,
0: it's certainly possible. Um, the The Georgia grand jury, it's a state grand jury is going to release some information and he has a little bit of vulnerability there. I think in the end he couldn't possibly be convicted because the conversation he had uh, said, find me, you know, 12,000 votes or whatever it was, find me is ambiguous. It could mean. They're there. You just have to look hard, which is perfectly legal, or some people could interpret it as, you know, create, manufacture. That would be a crime, obviously. But when you have an ambiguous statement like that, that would not be enough. So I don't think he's vulnerable there. I don't know enough about his business dealings in New York. And now there are apparently some renewed, you know, interest in investigation of some of those things. But, uh, if I had to bet money on it, I don't think that he would end up being on the wrong end of the criminal prosecution. I suspect that uh you know, he's gonna he's gonna run. If it's a crowded field, he'll win. If it's a one on one, it's gonna be a much, much uh harder to predict yeah, whether we, he we one were just... on one beats beats any of the other, you know, right. like DeSantis or or Nikki Haley. But if they run together, uh, you know, if there's a field of three or four, he'll win. Well, we were discussing that before we went on air, Alan, and we said, yeah. is this going to be a replay, a deja vu of 16 people on there, Republican, so it becomes a clown car, a circus, and his base yeah. wins it for him. Just it's, like 2016. It sounded like Rona McDaniel was expecting that. L- L- yeah. Last week, Alan, she said to us that she was going to have the two debate stages. Similar to last in 2016.
1: Well, and he's already yeah. throwing uh, shade at Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley came out today and announced that tomorrow's going to be the official, but she already kind of unveiled. And within like <clears throat> minutes, President Trump comes out and says she's a career politician. He's already sort of taken the swipe. So, so well, yeah, it, it's better up. It's better up. Batter up.
0: He made her United Nations ambassador, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And she did a great job. And I love her statement saying, I don't like bullies and I attack them. And when you get attacked by somebody with heels, it hurts even more. Yeah. <laughs> so as a woman,
1: uh, I thought that was a good line. I agree, Alan. I, I thought, thought that as was As a great. man,
0: I thought that was a good one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like her
0: very much. I think she would be a great president. I don't like her views on a lot of social issues, but you know, uh, you can't pick and choose candidates who will satisfy you on everything. Well, Alan Dershowitz, thank you so much for coming on, Bye-bye. and uh, thank you for your wisdom, and thank you for, uh, for for giving it to our WABC listeners. I love it. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.